Hello everyone, Ursula the Sea Bitch here. We're going to get to our review of the finale of Season 12 in just a second, uh, but before we do, there were a couple of things that I thought it was important to talk about. Uh, we recorded this episode on Saturday, May 30th, uh, just as protests here in Chicago were starting to take place in response to the death of George Floyd, uh, the man killed in Minneapolis, uh, the latest in what feels like an endless line of black men killed for no apparent reason and with no apparent punishment uh, by law enforcement officers. Uh, we get into the subject a little in the episode, and it's not an easy conversation, and, I cert and it's not a complete one. Uh, I don't see how it could ever be either of those things. Uh, but it was important for this episode uh, to talk about it, and uh, in the show notes, instead of my normal uh, pithy and well-written description of the episode, uh, there's going to be two things. One is a list of links to agencies and resources that need our help in this time. And the second is a clip of a parade of cars driving by the home of this season's winner, Jada Essence Hall, congratulating her for her win. And the reason I posted that video as well is because I wanted to make sure that even in this time, we don't forget to celebrate. I don't think it's fair or helpful just as with queer stories, that stories about black people are reduced only to their trauma. Jada Essence Hall slayed this season, and she slayed against an incredible batch of fellow queens. Her win was well-earned and amazing to watch. And I think it's important that we recognize that as we recognize everything else going on in the world right now. Like I said, we, we recorded this episode uh, a day ago, so I've been sitting here on Sunday night getting it ready to post. And as I'm recording this, the clock has just rolled over to midnight. So it's now June 1st, which makes it Pride Month. Uh, Pride, as everyone knows, is an event that commemorates another riot in response to police brutality. So I'll end this by saying happy Pride to only Jada Essence Hall. The rest of us have to earn it. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Condé Nasty. And I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Ursula, how you doing? Oh, it, is, it has been a week. Uh, it is a lot. Uh, a lot has happened. My, my job is like picking up pace again. So I had to schedule like 30, literally 30 Zoom meetings in the next few weeks. And that was that was an excellent use of my time and mental reserves. Other than that, the world's on fire and everyone is terrible. Uh, so how are you? I am personally doing well and concerned with the state of the world. Um, I do. I have said that I've had spinning periods in quarantine and I feel like this week I'm kind of out of my head and doing well detoxing from caffeine, from alcohol, just trying to be a, feel like a human being again. This week, we have two guests. Please welcome the fourth chair of Reading Drag Race, Buffy Cummers. Hi! Hey! Hi, all. We're excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Additionally, we have a good friend joining us from New York. She's the first time to the podcast. She's common, she spreads like a weed, and you can find her all over America. It's Dandelion. Hi. Hey, girl. How you doing? I'm good. 
Thanks so much for joining us. We haven't gotten your take on this season yet. Uh, so what have you thought of season 12? It's been a lot of fun to watch. I've been, um, I downloaded myself a little trial subscription to Philo and was watching it at very low res with a lot of commercials for the first half of it. Then I switched to kind of watching it the day after and silencing my phone on Friday nights. Um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I thought the the cast was awesome. I'm I'm very happy about the outcome, the ultimate outcome. And yeah, I thought it was a great season. And another season to come on Friday. Yeah, I know that's crazy. Um, it was definitely this was one of my favorite seasons of Drag Race ever. I have been a Pollyanna for it on this podcast. Um, all season. And when I see stuff on the internet that's like, meh, we've seen it before. I'm like, no, we haven't. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I view it with a little bit of rose-colored lenses. Let's get into this episode. We're here to discuss Season 12, Episode 14, the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. The top of the episode, we see RuPaul in a tankini again. What is it? <laughs> a face-kini. Face-kini, yeah. Words. They're really coming to me today. Buffy, what do you think of RuPaul rocking a face Keeney two weeks in a row? I, I mean, I guess, like, she doesn't have her glam squad. She doesn't have uh, Raven and Delta um, to make her look as gorgeous as we all know that she can be. And she was like, I'm not even going to attempt this. I thought it was a, a funny, campy, absurd, like, just low-budget solution. And I, I was actually totally happy with it with the hat it was giving me like father Marin from the exorcist like i just like <laughs> the power of peaches christ compels thee i don't it just i like this one more than last week because at least it was Definitely. a look and it didn't feel half-assed i also i kind of cackled at the one in the eyeball i don't know why that really did it for me because i'm apparently regressing in isolation like i giggled like an idiot <laughs> I truly, this week, I was like, coward. Because um, in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, I get that you don't have your Emmy Award winning glam squad available. But like, for me, it was definitely a moment where I was like, you could do your face in some ice water, a touch of hemorrhoid cream the night before, and like, a little under eye concealer for your boy dragon wear a suit. You're literally covering your whole face. I get not wanting to do drag, but like. I'm covering my whole face was to me. It was so much. That is very, that is very true. I, I was like, that's a good point. Coward. Um, <laughs> but I digress. So was the whole? I guess I have some logistical questions. Was the whole episode shot in one day or one night? I don't think so. I, I think they must have broken it up where the um, the solo lip syncs were their own thing. Um, the intro, like, yeah, it was. It was clear they all figured out when can I get up to my roof with whoever else lives in my house during golden hour uh, to take a glam <laughs> shot of right. me. Right. Um, which those were more effective than I thought they would be, precisely because it's like, oh, it's a major city at golden hour. I used to be outside to see that, and yeah, that. <laughs> It's been really touching to see people in their homes yeah, um, and seeing what they can do uh, and all the creativeness. And uh, I, I was, I don't know if you, did you guys have an episode? Did you guys do an episode on the uh, reunion? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I was smiling from ear to ear the whole time. It was just so cute. And yeah. 
just so much like you get to see into these queens lives in a way that we have never never gotten that look into it unless you follow them you know on their instagram or youtube or whatever i gotta say i think all the queens turned out great finale looks I clocked Jan for not having her, like, neckline quite as gray as the rest of her. And then I felt like such an asshole for thinking that. I'm like, this bitch did this by herself in her house. Cut the lady some slack, you monster. I'm still having that conversation with myself in the mirror. I'm a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) Jan's was actually my my absolute favorite. That was my standout favorite, for sure. Her her makeup, she looked absolutely stunning. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands Um, look. The Edward Scissorhands, hands, Yeah. Yeah, it was really gorgeous. Uh, um, I felt like Jan definitely was mindful of what she never showed us on the show and made a choice to have a finale look that would be like iconic and fun and kind of in a wheelhouse she never really played to on the show. And I thought it was a smart choice. Speaking of that, I thought Jada did that really well too. Her her like celestial orbit dress was gorgeous, very pageanty in its dress construction, but the extra elements felt very like costumey or arty in a way that felt like it almost felt like Jada being like, I know what you like about these other Queens. I can do a little bit of that too. And it, it, it did feel like a little bit like I'm not just going to wear a gorgeous gown. I really thought she wanted to like, like she really landed somewhere to be like, I'm going to give you a look that's clearly me, but shows a range. Uh, and I was really, I, I actually liked almost all the finale looks for the top three. You Like the pinata thing made me cackle iconic yeah it's iconic it's it's just perfectly (laughs) dumb it's just it's amazing um i love that i love that gg did like a straight up impression like unlike trixie mattel who we love uh that was like a beautiful impersonation of rupaul that landed completely (laughs) (laughs) did you guys know the um the reference i it, I, I, I know yeah i appreciated the side by side yeah that was helpful yeah that was helpful yeah yeah, I needed the visual. Um, so what did you guys think of the little moments with their family talking about uh, them before they got to the lip sync? It was really sweet. I, I think um, we've, we've gotten to, we're so accustomed to like the Jackie Cox version of the story where they're distant or they're eventually come around. It was kind of, it was just nice to have a bunch of family members who were just unabashedly supportive and... They were like, I'm sorry, Crystal's mom and grandmother are easily easily rocketed into my top 20 favorite people in the entire world throughout time and space. Like, <laughs> what lovely women. I hope I have the courage to show off my tits like that when I'm 90. Just uh, <laughs> a queen. Uh, uh, I love Jada's uh, father and brother. It was like, it, it felt really organic and therefore really nourishing to see this yeah. kind of it, it wasn't like the, I'm sorry I was an asshole to you when you were 12, but now I support you. It's like, we we know who this person that we love is, and we support them doing it. And that was really nice, especially now. Like I completely agree. I felt that way, too. Like, I like the, here are two straight men in your family and your life who just, like, see you this, like, avant-garde, like, drag queen and support you. Like, it wasn't like a, I'm so sorry for being an asshole the whole time. And it's really refreshing to experience that like to see that oh and and jada's grandmother i'm like i'm picturing like little you know like six-year-old jada watching elizabeth taylor movie like like watching cleopatra with her grandmother and it's so cute (laughs) that's cute yeah um so then do we want to move into the first lip sync sure yeah yeah it it only took the episode an hour to get there it'll take us only this 10 minutes (laughs) 
<laughs> the filler was fine. The filler was fun. It was it was full of filler, but I didn't. It, it, it's like I enjoyed the trip the whole time. Not mad, but I'm just noting we did not get to that first lip sync till like almost a full hour in. <laughs> the Heidi part was really fun. I, I um listening to I forget what episode it was um where you you two were speculating what the Zoom finale would look like um and you both got me very excited for it because you were you were talking about just what an opportunity this show had to talk about queers in a time of pandemic and you know have those parallels and have that um and i i I felt like that was missing a little bit for me um it was it was like like i appreciate that they're going light-hearted with everything because everything is so like dark right now and i know that we were talking before but like it just it like i i with the whole i'm I'm really sorry um i've been like this all day um just with uh the murder of george floyd and um you know all the protests that are going on and all these like fucking assholes um critiquing these black people for protesting and rioting and just begging to not be fucking murdered i just like it just seemed like there was an opportunity to show the parallel between the fact that like we're heading into pride month and we're celebrating a fucking riot we're celebrating a riot against police brutality and I mean, I, I I know the timing wouldn't have worked out. I um I know obviously they filmed it early, but I was I don't know maybe I was just hoping that there would have been some tribute to it. Uh. No, and and I I appreciate that. I I think that's a it, it's an ongoing critique, and I've kind of landed at a place where I know what the show is and is not going to do, and Rue will engage in some social issue, like the, the register to vote thing is like the right down the center line of the social issues Rue will engage with on the show. And I agree. I, I think even talking about this last week with the, um, when we talked about we're here, there's an element of anger and processing trauma that informs the origins of drag. And the p- packaged for a straight audience version of it doesn't have that. I, I do think it would be would be nice to 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 see that. And and I I agree fully. Watching dipshit like I got off Twitter because dipshits were such dipshits. Like everyone criticizing the protests in Minneapolis right now, I promise you, has quoted the Jefferson quote about watering the tree of liberty with the blood of tyrants when we tried to tax people to pay for health care. Like, everyone who thinks of themselves as some freedom fighter militia jerk-off isn't suddenly finds that violent action in response to state violence is always inappropriate. It, it just, yeah, I, I am right there with you. It is... It's fucking enraging. And it just feels like, what else can make be fucking worse before it's like, what does it fucking matter if we survive this fucking pandemic? It just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. It is... It is the darkest timeline. We are, we are living in the 1985 with Biff Tannen in charge from Back to the Future. And I agree with you that there was an opportunity, even before um, the events of this week, this past week, there was an opportunity to speak to a lot of the feelings of isolation and what a pandemic can do to the world and to what our community has endured. And the show 
had a really big opportunity to do more other than to sweetly say the that things will get better. Um, and I wish they had. And I do feel like the alignment of all the protests happening nationwide right now in light of what's happened with George Floyd and just the larger police brutality that has been documented on cell phones for the past 10 years that has ignited a much greater conversation nationally. I think it is a time where it makes a lot of sense. Everybody's saying this and they're saying it for a reason. Pride started as a riot against the police and we're seeing more riots against the police and riots against the police that should be happening. And I think there was a space for this show to speak to it. I don't think RuPaul is civic-minded enough to do anything like that anymore. And I wish he did. And in many ways, I feel like it's time for somebody else to take the helm of something like this to speak to the queer experience in a way. Yeah, to, to speak for the community more and for other communities more. Yeah, Rue does show more and more her... I don't know, unwillingness to maybe adapt or grow or change. I, I definitely, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of there not being any trans people on this show. Yeah. What I will say is I think all the criticisms about the show not engaging more deeply are valid, but I've kind of eventually just gone to a place where I engage with this the way I would engage from something from the 80s, where I accept it as a product of its time and I can enjoy the parts I enjoy while acknowledging the parts that are not enjoyable. And I think on some level, we know what Rue is not going to do. And it's this, even though we very much want it. And in the balance, like it, it, to the extent the show was just trying to be, here's a confection for a difficult time without a deeper commentary, I think it succeeded as a confection. Like it was 90 pretty much uniformly charming minutes. And I'm not, dispu- I'm not disagreeing that it's, I, I think it's absolutely appropriate to add the asterisk, we wish there were more. But I, I, I think... And maybe it's just an act of self-care for me where I was just like, if this is what they're giving me, I'm going to choose to enjoy it on that level. And on that note, I think we could all use a quick break before diving into the lip syncs. Have you tried not? For those times when you feel like offering an opinion on the internet on a subject you only just learned about on Wikipedia, always remember you could not. For those times when you feel like bombarding the mentions of an actor just trying to make a living because you're mad about something a writer, a totally different human being did, you could not. When you find yourself about to lecture a member of an historically oppressed minority about their life experience, all you have to do is just not. It's not, and it's available anytime, anywhere, and it's the perfect way not to show your entire ass to the entire internet all at once. Just remember that not every thought, opinion, or feeling you have needs to be fucking expressed the minute your fucking brain creates it, and you too can just not. Not. Because you shouldn't. And now back to the show. Alright, so so diving into the first lip sync, the close-up lip sync, um, which I gotta say, I enjoyed the idea of the close-up lip sync because it's it's the best kind of art where you really, like, you found a thing that would be weird and almost impossible to do in a live performance. And like you were forced to use, uh, you know, a, a Zoom meeting for your finale. So you found a thing to do that the Zoom meeting enabled. I think that's that's good art. It was fun watching them and they all killed it. Dandelion, I'll, I pick you first. I drew your name out of a hat. What, what did you think of the, of the close-up lip sync? Um, it was fun. I mean, I, I just think Gigi really pops generally. Yeah, in a she, setting she, like that, especially, I mean, like, 
She killed it. Bitch was acting with her eyelashes. Yeah, I mean, every muscle in her face was was working its way into that. I mean, she's really talented in that way. Uh, I thought Jada took more of like a, you know, her the approach of moving in to, you know, closer to the screen and you know, kind of acting a little bit more like you're on your phone and you're recording. Yeah, you know, uh, an Instagram story or something for your friends. Um, that was fun. What do y'all um, think of the looks for uh, for the, for the for these lip syncs? I I gotta say, Crystals was kind of a rare misfire for me. Like neck up, I loved it. Neck down, I wasn't. I was not feeling it. Was that the hairy one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really love that one either. For the lip sync, I thought that hands down, Gigi was the clear winner. She was the the one my I, I kept going to. Like like you said, the eyelash to the beat thing was really well done. Um, yeah. I thought that she emoted the best. I thought that she she interacted with the lyrics of the song the best. Out of the three of them, she was the clear winner. I for me. agree, and I also felt like I love Crystal Method. She definitely was like I'm leaning into my weird for the finale, which tells me she was either very like fuck it, I'm gonna do me, or she was like I'm not gonna win. I definitely won't win, so fuck it, I'm gonna be a weird arty drag queen on this, <laughs> which I love. Whichever motivated her, like yeah. I think it was the right choice because as a fan, I feel like I was already like I'm gonna see Crystal whenever she's in town. She solidified that even more by doing that. All that said, I think the pink face, the asymmetrically painted pink face and the red lip, what it did close up was it reduced contrast. So you weren't really drawn to her. Like it, even though it was like really intense and hard to not look at the pink face and the red lip, it's like, it doesn't distinguish itself enough. And Gigi, I agree. I think Gigi really won that lip sync. I mean, I think uh, Crystal's look was conceptually really cool. I mean, like... Hair, hair is hot. That kind of thing. Gender bendy drag. Know, why does a drag? Why does a dragon need to be like totally shaved and all? But yes, I mean there there have been a, a couple looks that I from Crystal, including like her most recent blue genie look, that I think are conceptually very cool, but like n- aren't necessarily like pleasing to the eye. And I don't think she's going for pleasing to the eye. And we're so used to looking for pleasing to the eye so it's hard so you have to like remind yourself that if you initially don't you know love the the shapes that you're seeing that you know, that might be yeah i mean for me with crystal i feel like i'm judging the art that she's giving you know like and it is different than the show normally exhibits like the face makeup was intentionally asymmetrical and expressive and that was interesting um yeah i thought it was cool agreed i yeah i thought the the look was interesting. It wasn't my favorite crystal look, but, you know, every look that she does is, like, it almost seems like she just, like, comes up with it on the spot and thinks, like, something will be cool or interesting or weird, and she just wants to try it. Which is so much fun. Like, that's... And that's the kind of drag that I feel like gets people to pull out money at a bar. Like, when it's iconic totally. and weird and fun and, like, exciting, people get excited. Um, do we want to move on to the individual lip syncs? Sure. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so uh, moving on to the individual lip syncs. First up was Crystal doing Nelly Furtado's I'm Like a Bird. And I gotta say, it it does what it says on the package. She was like a bird. I loved Uh, it. I mean, I was dying. I was was screaming. I loved it. It was... It was the best lip sync out of the entire episode for me personally. It it, it cracked me the fuck up. Um... It was great costumes, like the beautiful makeup, I, the the regurgitating bird into 
baby crystal's mouth like i fully died it was it was here's what's crazy so i agree with you entirely and felt that completely i was watching with that girl who was like shaking the whole apartment belly laughing like living clapping terrifying our neighbors um and i am somebody who's normally grossed out by things like uh emulated vomiting in anything like i'm so sensitive to stuff like that it didn't phase me at all it like was just funny the whole thing was great it was like the highlight of the evening for me and i was sure crystal would do something cool and weird like this and she did in no way disappointed like it was so much fun I mean, I thought she was going to be wearing some crazy costume. I didn't think we were just going to see her face and she was going to be, like, a bird that she created out of feathers. Like, that was... I mean, I was surprised... I was honestly surprised where she took it. Like, like a disembodied yeah. head doing drag. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was great. The birds danced. The birds danced. She had wings. Like, they were moving. She, she, she wings, was a yeah, puppeteer. Yeah. True, true. And a little boobies, too. She was a puppeteer, too. Mom. I, Sesame Street should be calling. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm going to rain on the parade a little. My my only real critique of Crystal's lip sync is that it didn't build to anything. All of the idea, all of the joke, all of the gag is presented within the first 30 seconds and it doesn't resolve to some change or some something else. No reveal as the new reveal girl. Go on. Uh it you still narratively need to go somewhere even if it's not ripping off a cape. Um, I disagree with that. I, I just don't think it... After the first 30 seconds and the initial, oh my god, this is so bonkers, wore off, there was nothing there waiting for me to take me somewhere else. The well, performance... I actually felt she like... Came, the, she she yeah, went I feel like the flew. performance had layers in the bird puppetry, and I was entertained the whole time. I hear what you're saying, and I'm not oh, saying I'm you're not wrong, Ursula. I, I just... I think it wasn't yeah. like I'm a bird making the same two expressions and I'm going to keep them the whole time and it's amusing for 30 seconds and now it's dead. I felt like it. she carried it the whole way and it worked for me. Oh, no, I, See, I enjoyed gonna... myself the whole time. I'm just saying I think in terms of grading it, grading it as a complete thing, a some other narrative thing toward the back third would have taken it somewhere else somewhere somewhere better for me but that would have been a very interesting uh you know if there was some sort of twist or some sort of like yeah if there was a real story arc absolutely but comparing to the other two lip syncs i don't i don't think there was any less of a story arc with hers than there was with the other two would you guys agree i mean like there was the I mean, Jada's was basically, she was on a couch. She, she, she woke up like this and then started dancing and she was great. Um, but I mean, it was a dance the whole time. And I guess dances do have, you know, their ups and downs and their moments of kind of apex. I'm going to say it. I think Jada's was the best solo lip sync. I like, uh, so I actually had this spoiled for me accidentally before I started watching. Cause I sat down today to watch it and I'd avoided social media all last night, I did not touch Instagram. And today, while I was making breakfast, I went to open the app next to Instagram on my phone and fat fingered it and opened Instagram. And of course, the first picture is congratulations, Jada. Uh, hmm. was, wasn't mad. It happens. I'm not I'm not a spoiler foe, but I was like, oh, come on, Internet. You couldn't give me 12 hours. But watching Jada, Jada forcibly grabbed your attention and kept it. It commanded my attention through nothing other than Jada's mere presence. 
what was so impressive about her lip sync was that without a set, without a story, she was compelling. Yeah, I mean, I thought Jada showed that she was a star, but I didn't I didn't think that... I, the reason I'm so happy about Jada's crowning, because I feel like Gigi's present... And, I, and let's be honest, it was really between those two. I mean, I think Gigi's production value was like so was so high and Jada's was just so raw but I think that Jada like was able like her beauty and her natural grace like you could see it better on on the screen on like the the stage of RuPaul's like RuPaul's set that you could in her living room with the like you know tripod and uh, camera that she has. So I felt like the production value, I guess, detracted a little bit from like otherwise where she's shown. Um, and so that's where I was like almost more distracted than I was drawn in. Um, Ursula, um, as we're kind of just talking about all of them, can you? I, I know you wrote down what yeah. the songs were. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Can you say what Jada and Gigi's were and we can just talk about all uh, Well, Gigi's was to Aha's take on me, which don't get me wrong, also gave me infinite life fucking amazing performance and then uh jada's was to ciara's get up um so don't like don't i I am not praising jada at the expense of Gigi. Gigi did a phenomenal job creating those set pieces by hand and referencing an iconic music video which i realized based on jada's age was 14 years old already when that bitch was born feeling very old right now um it's such a fun take and I, I thought the transitions built well, like jumping from the white with black letters to the black with white letters, uh, crossing stage to like the drawn set piece in front of her instead of just behind her. I think it was one of those like this was surgically precise in terms of how you're building the flow of this music video, referencing a fucking iconic music video. Like, uh, uh, like J- uh, Gigi's was a... Uh, amazing but what i I think to compare Gigi's impressed me as a complex expertly executed expression jada's was this effortless commanding of my attention so for me uh i like you know if we have to do the thought experiment of someone's eliminated which was originally the plan um someone was going to be eliminated after this round of lip syncs I would have definitely picked um, Crystal Method and Jada. Gigi would have been gone for me. Um, and t- to me, it's because, I, I mean, Crystal's just cracked me the mother, just cracked me up. I was dead. It was it was hands down my favorite of the night. Um, and the reason I would pick Jada over Gigi is kind of like what you were saying, Ursula, uh, that it just it was just such a great drag performance where I thought Gigi's was fantastic and like gorgeous and editorial and very Gigi very just like perfection every you know I dotted T crossed but it was more of like a photo shoot you like it would have been like a really like beautiful editorial photo shoot I it wasn't as much fun for me and i also found that like the i don't know there was only like one kind of three-dimensional section yeah um so it was like it 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 didn't it didn't really build 
like if there was like a ton of those three dimensional um, uh, things for her to uh, engage with, I would have been more impressed. Okay. I think. Um, I also really loved it. I loved I, I loved all three, but I I gun to my head. I know I would have picked Crystal and Jada. To me, it seemed like G- Gigi was interacting with a set, and she clearly worked really hard on it. And but when I think back to I, I, I just see the visual of, like, the black and white and, like, the, the set. I don't really remember the performance or the story, except yeah. for maybe the hand on the mirror. Yeah, so I have to say I agree a lot with what both you, Buffy, and Hersla have said. I feel like uh, Gigi, her production was very good. I agree with Buffy that, like, three interactions with something that made it feel three-dimensional would have made it feel closer to the video, but I thought she did a really good job doing something that is very produced and photo focused and thought out. And then I felt like Jada gave you, I have such commanding stage presence that I can do this without, without anything. anything. And I yeah. do feel there was a part of me that was like, listen, the getting out of the robe and everything was great. I wish you had like a sequence back screen or a green screen on the other wall. And you turned when you did the reveal. So it felt a little more like a music video looking at your Billy bookcase and your $12 Ikea floor lamps was like taken away from the fantasy a touch. But um, I still felt like what was ultimately communicated in that was like Jada has like compelling star power and Gigi thought about this a lot. And Gigi, like they all have star power to me, but, but it did feel like Jada was so commanding that it was like, this bitch needs no tricks. And that, like, says everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think the setting enhanced it for me, where it's like, I will do this on my couch. Not a couch. Not a nice couch. Ca- not, not that it's not a perfectly adequate couch, but not, not like a fancy music video couch. But my fucking couch. In my fucking apartment, there will be no assists from the environment. And I will still crush it to a fine dust. Uh, it's like, yeah, the minute she took off that robe... I'm just like I was like arrested by by everything she did and every tiny movement yeah, yeah. of no, her. No, I body. agree. Um, for for me, if I if I had to pick a top two, I think I think I think definitely Jada, and then I think Gigi edges Crystal for me for having what felt to me a more resolved, complete idea, or at least execute. I don't know. Yeah, like, I I just I, and don't get me. I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs. I love that music video. Like it's deeply about like i love that she picked it and then did so such good with it so i probably i think i would have picked G, uh gg over crystal and if i had to pick a tiebreaker it would be i think gg beat crystal in the face um lip-sync. all right so then what is the last lip sync so oh, that's right how could i forget that jesus all right so so the uh i'm not surprised they did a final three i think the writing on the wall <laughs> destiny's child reference um was there i I don't think, if nothing else, sending one person of a top three home to do a face-off cements a third place in a way we normally don't. Like, when, when it's a four-person lip-sync, you get a pair of two, a pair of two, and those two face each other. Third, You don't really have, like, a third and fourth place clearly quite defined. I think it would have felt weird to tell one of those three girls, especially given how good they've done, you were third place. Because it doesn't feel accurate. They, they now both share second place, and that just feels, I think, actually more a more accurate assessment. I, uh, I, I did like, so they 
uh, they are lip syncing to Destiny's Child Survivor. And they decided to be real scientific about it and give them all the same setup and equipment so that the only variable, science word, uh, is the queens themselves. Which I actually thought was very smart. I agree. What did you think of the looks? Uh, starting with uh, Buffy, what did you think of their uh, lip sync looks? Um, I actually really loved all three. I, I thought Crystal's makeup was gorgeous. Crystal's makeup is always going to... Even, like even though it's stunning, it's uh, puts her at a bit of a deficit because she can't emote as much. Uh, quite as much through her oversized lips uh, um, and oversized brows and all that. Uh, so I, th- I think that always puts her at a bit of a deficit when it comes to performing in in like traditional drag race fierce way. Um, but I thought her look was stunning. Um, I absolutely loved Gigi's um, uh, look. I loved that reveal. I also thought it was really funny that Crystal, like, hands down had the bulkiest costume and she was the only one who didn't have a reveal. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I I really loved that Gigi continued with her storyline that she had throughout the season of these are iconic, like, female... Uh, right. heroes of mine that really helped me discover my queerness that like, and, and, and I mean, Dorothy is such a perfect metaphor for going through drag race. You know, you're finding your courage, you're finding your voice, you're finding your heart. Um, and like you, you start out in black and yeah. white and it just comes to color. I, I, it was such a beautiful metaphor and it was expertly executed. I, I was a huge, huge fan of it. Um, and, uh, Jada's look, I also thought it was absolutely stunning. I, I, for me, it, it, it was, it, this isn't exactly the question you asked, but like, I thought that each queen won one lip sync. I thought that Gigi hands down won the face one. I thought Crystal hands down the individual. won, uh, the, uh, the individual one. And then I thought Jada hands down won the last one which was the most important one so i was so happy that she was crowned like that reveal of the of the crown yeah at the end was so brilliant and so iconic and such great imagery and it was the right time to do it it just it, it she she won the season right there um and i was thrilled. yeah no i agree with your assessment of no, I... the like this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Jada won the final one. And if you're going into the final one, and this is the make or break, Jada won it, so Jada wins. I I agree with that completely, and I felt that way myself yeah. watching it. And she also deserved to, you know, like, she was, like, I, I think that, in a way, all three of them, this is, this is some of the best top three in Drag Race history. I mean, I can only think of, like, All-Stars 2 with Katya, uh, uh, Detox, and Alaska, and maybe Season 8 yeah. with bob kim and naomi um i don't remember another top three that was so diverse and and just iconic and i did love the top so individual in their artist i agree completely with your Um, assessment yes that that is another list in mine too yeah agreed i think crystals would have looked better in person or on a more traditional venue it was very big and very busy but the kind of camera angle didn't give us the close-ups we would have gotten right in a more traditional finale performance i think Gigi suffered a little until the reveal because i clocked it that i'm like oh it looks like dorothy in black and white 
but because the background was silver, she did not stand out against her background for the first minute. And like, there's, there's no way to control for that. You had an idea. You're not redoing the entire idea because of the, uh, the background, but I noticed it once she like ripped it off and was the, you know, full color Dorothy killer. I, I, I loved the yellow brick road, like thong she was wearing. That was hilarious. Like hmm. top to bottom. Great look. Jada's like Jada, you knew there was a reveal under there, but I'm like, I'm very excited to see it. I know it's going to be amazing. I love that she looked like one of those like spitting dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. Ugh, with the little neck flap. Oh, God, it was so good. I I agree Jada won the final lip sync. I hit cold. Like everyone did an amazing job, but Jada crushed it. What do you guys think about the fact that they kept Gigi in the middle the whole time? I thought I clocked that too because I thought that especially with the first lip sync, um, it and because in the first lip sync they zoomed in on each girl at some point and individually. So I thought that it would have been maybe a little bit more fair to after you have zoomed into that person's face, you move them over to the side. Um, it it would have been an easy way to accomplish that, and you could have done the same thing with this because I think that they zoomed into the to you know each yeah. individual performance a few times also maybe then our eyes would keep dancing and maybe they tried that in the edit and it looked too confusing but I did clock that too that it and that Gigi was in the center all the, the whole time I guess they thought that they introduced them it in did a feel like it, there was, it a uh, was an unfair advantage to Gigi the whole episode yeah 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 well especially the face-off lip sync she was picking like the melody line and they were lip syncing the like response lines. So it was like, it really did kind of make them look like Gigi was the Diana Ross and they were the Supremes. Like, yeah, I did. I did. Especially in the face lip sync that really did stand out. Yeah. So Ursula, what do you think of Jada as our season 12 winner? I'm happy. Thrilled. She'll be amazing. She's amazing. I would have been happy with anyone. Going into it, I was pulling for Crystal, um, but Jada demolished. She she was epic. Like, the looks were amazing. The lip syncs were amazing. She was amazing. And I think she'll be an amazing representative of the drag yeah. arts. I, I felt going in like it could be anybody's win. I think I was hedging my bets for Jada and was hopeful for Crystal just because I love her. And I feel, felt like she could... Sasha Valore this like if any queen of these three could have Sasha Valore this and been like I've been top five five times or top three five times I've won one challenge but I I can do more at home self-produced with like crazy artistry than any of you like that it was still entirely plausible to me that any of them could have won I am very happy for Jada and I feel like if ever there's going to be a pageant girl who's shown like versatility because I feel like the show is not always super generous with pageant girls. It's sort of, you know, a lot of people feel like they sort of underestimate them or steamroll over them. And I feel like Jada has shown versatility and the star power that like, I'm happy she won. She absolutely deserved the win. Dandelion, what did you think? I, I'm very, I was surprised honestly, because I thought, I thought that Gigi was not the shoe in, but was ever so slightly ahead. I mean, she had, one extra challenge win, I think, than Jada. And she is so polished. And I mean, when you look at that second lip sync and like the production value of hers versus, versus Jada's. And I think I totally hear your points about that being 
maybe Jada's kind of intent behind it. Like raw, like this is just me and my house and that's the point of this all. And, and, um, but I, I guess watching it, I just thought that, um, how could you not give it to Gigi for everything that, um, for all, all of her successes. But I am happy. I'm honestly happy that it's Jada. I think Jada is, she's the, she's very, she's just like very real and, um, and she's kind. She never had like a negative, um, shady really moments on the season at all. And I thought, yeah, I just, I just feel like she kind of speaks to, maybe she has a little bit more of the maturity that is, um, so valuable and like a reigning queen of drag race. Um, but I was surprised. I honestly was surprised. I thought, to be honest, when I was watching this episode, I thought the reason why Rue kept all three of them in, um, was that Jada's, lip sync in her living room in front of her couch was so poor. Um, whereas, uh, or production value was so poor. Whereas like before then maybe Rue had been thinking that she and, uh, she and Gigi would be the top two. And so in order to not eliminate her or crystal based on that, lip sync she kept the three inside so I, I don't know i just like i was wrong about the the outcome and the reasons i guess but that's that's where i had um i was surprised but yeah you know please I, for I, jada because i really do i really do like her the second that she the second that she crowned herself i was so thrilled that she was going to be our queen like i i was like that's it she fucking won she deserves it i'm I, and i was so just it it was it was just the right call it was I, it i don't know yeah to me it, it was just such a hands down clear winner in that last moment um it's funny that you say that you th- that you thought that rue saved jada because i thought that if anything one it was possible she was that she was always gonna, gonna do a top, top three. three they were all um, good advance. or yeah yeah or or two or two she really wanted to save Gigi. i i felt because i really See, I, I think she wanted to save crystal yeah, that's so exactly yeah. so because yeah. Crystal's bird lip sync was so good. It was <laughs> so you, good. There's nothing like better. that's. I think maybe that's like maybe she thought Crystal would have gone home and it would have been between. Yeah, Jim no, there was it was so good. Like the best. it was so good. <laughs> I mean, I that was the highlight of the episode. Yeah, and I feel like they're all doing very different things, and what they're doing, they all do so well, and it is compelling that with Jada, it's like I have such compelling and commanding presence. I have such star power. I literally don't need the gimmicks. These two girls also have star power and are great with gimmicks. Here's me showing you. Yeah. I don't need that for this to be just as visually compelling, which is yeah, like good for yeah. you, bitch. Yeah, that's respectable. The fact, and I think I mean to Rue's credit, she's not looking at that and saying you just dance in front of a couch, you're out. I think yeah, I think Rue definitely sees that in Jada for sure. I, so overall, I I loved this season. I thought it was so much fun. I really, really want to see yeah. more of almost every queen in season twelve. I would. I don't think that Crystal or Gigi have yeah, anything they agreed. need to prove to us, but I would love it to see them on an All Stars in a couple of years because I just agreed. like them and want to see more of their art. Oh yeah, no, like those of you in the Chicago area, you know Puppet Bike, that like puppet show that like bikes around and 
I want to see Crystal Method take over Puppet Bike. That would like really be where it's at. I think that show would be like the most amazing thing that I could stumble onto walking down Clark. I think that would just be amazing. But yeah, just no, they are Truly. phenomenal performers, phenomenal Truly. artists. Like it, it's just, ugh. I, I think that this was definitely my favorite finale since nine, and I yeah. think I think the show can benefit from switching up how they do the finale because 10 and 11 were both trying to chase the magic that was nine and it just never got there again and they were going to they were going to probably do the same thing were you know corona not you know to have happened um and sherry not a monster and and sarah and cherry pie yeah um but uh so I, it got me thinking how they could switch up the finale in future seasons, and I and yeah. I don't know. I, this is totally just like I loved me eight. spitballing. I loved um, eight. I loved eight too. Yeah, but I loved eight too. But um, I I think that one thing that would be really cool. I have no idea how they could do this logistically, but like just have the top three or top four queens go back to their local bars, like each go back to their own local bars and do a lip sync performance, like in their, in their gay space, in their queer space, in their, you know, with their fans. I love that. I get it. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A produced show. Uh, Like I think seeing these girls by themselves come up with like basically a music video of themselves was fun and i i like it when the challenges are like i'm gonna give you more space to do something bigger than just a lip sync where you have to make artistic production choices in something be it like the lip syncs for season eight be it the like homemade videos for this be it something like what you're describing i want something where they're able to do more than just lip sync against somebody on a stage that's like a song that rue selected because because drag is not an art about converging and conforming to the expectations of somebody else. It's about expression. And I think when you yeah. have a bigger, when you have more to work with and it's like a lot more of your small choices in a final product that says a lot more about who you are as an artist. And I would like a finale that makes a point to do that in the way that you are describing like a show at their, their home bar or whatever. I, I, like sw- like switching it up like it, like inherently makes makes you uh, judge drag differently, you know, because like b- b- w- like we didn't necessarily know that we were looking for uh, like an artistic beautiful metaphor reveal until Sasha Valor yeah. told us that that's what we needed, and then you know season ten and eleven that is kind of how that show was graded you know like that's you know people just tried to recreate that but like when you switch it up then you get to live outside the confines that this show has itself created just by existing um i think what made this finale so successful for me was was the very like we've given you a blank sheet of paper exactly fill it how you will exactly and it I mean, on some level, as much as we've compared and contrasted the three, especially the the solo lip syncs, 
they're such different ideas from such different schools of drag and, and types of art that it's almost like compare, like this painting is better than this sculpture. What does that even mean? How yeah. is that a useful comparison? I get it. And it did, it, I certainly think since, uh, you know, the season eight and season nine finales, the most I have felt the voice of the drag queen in play. Um, it was really something to watch. And it was like a nice reminder. I think it's part of what, what made it so fun was it was just nice to be reminded how joyous these creations are and what how important they are to the queens who make them. Like, I really, I got that universally, uh, you know, through the finale. I think that was, yeah. it was, it was really fucking fun to watch. And I think that more than anything is what kind of makes this such a successful finale. Even, you know, we, we've critiqued it for things that should have done or could have done. But for what it did, it did agree. extremely I agree well. With that. I just want to see ruin some quick drag next time. <laughs> I'm so, like coward, coward, truly. <laughs> wow. Um, and on that note, do we have anything left to discuss? One other note that was beautiful but weird. Why did they do miscongeniality in this episode when it was clearly filmed during the fin- during the reunion? That was so weird. The whole sequence was charming as fuck. The joke of Dolly Parton is secretly Leslie Jordan in drag was very funny. And I love Dolly Parton to pieces for being so game for that kind of humor. But why was this here? <laughs> I guess it was a way to like bring in the queens. The, uh, the other queens. Then why not just do that? Why not just be like, I present miscongeniality during the finale? Like, it was just like, did you yeah. forget it, it was just but, weird. you know, think of all the logistical I, I problems. Who knows? Maybe they just... Yeah, I, I think it's reasonable that they edited it into this episode. I feel like it had to do with how long both of the episodes were. It was fine either way to me. It was fun. And I like the, the $2,000 tip for all the girls. That, was, that made me feel nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else for this episode, ladies? Does anyone want to read uh, Jada's like winning statement that she made? I would love to have you read it. Honestly, I don't know if I could get through it. Because <laughs> I'll probably cry. Um, Ursula, I'm going to send it to you right now. Because you have such a beautiful, velvety voice. Thank you. <laughs> God, that was such a crap joke. I, I may cut that. That was embarrassing. <laughs> All right, so uh, so here's, um, here's Jada talking to uh, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, right now, with what's happening in the world, I love to be a black queen winning drag race, to be a black queen just being myself, to be a black queen who's from where I'm from, to be a black queen who loves being a black queen while celebrating all the things about myself that make me unique in being a beautiful black person. Uh, the main thing I hope from this is that I send a message to younger black queer people, which is so crazy because that's what I wanted to do the most when I first got the call. I hope I can inspire so many young black people like myself who never feel like they're special or that what they offer the world isn't important. Hopefully they see this and realize what I am and who I am is enough. I matter and I have something special to offer the world. Yeah. Yeah. I got me teary. No, she will do amazing. She will do amazing things with this platform. She absolutely will. She's our queen. Yeah. And it's Ugh. important that she was given it. I think she will use her celebrity and her position in a way that we've been asking rue to do for a while so um and and you know this this kind i think this kind of ties a nice bow on our you know our earlier conversation we are in a terrifying time and it only seems to get worse and 
the terrible, stupid people are really doubling down. They are they are really just letting it fly. So yeah, I, I appreciate the moment of, of having a queen who is unapologetically proud of being black win drag race. I think that is a is a good thing. So yeah. It's this season felt important. Does that make sense? Like that's the last thing I want to say. Like seeing so many talented people and then watching them deal with the Sherry Pie of it all, the coronavirus. It, like these queens feel up to this task. I agree. I agree with you. I actually I think one of the most exceptional things about season twelve is for a while, a lot of us have been talking about how it's a lot of queens who grew up with Drag Race, inspired by Drag Race. Their concept of what drag is is all coming from this. And some of them feel like they learn drag to win at this show, but that doesn't make them compelling artists as a whole. Whereas this season feels like these are girls who came up with Drag Race and then went to their local bar and said, I can do it even better. And that is compelling. Like... I think for a long time, people have talked about seasons 9, 10, 11 as sort of being this, like, post-height of whatever. And I feel like this feels like it's different, but it is still boundary-pushing, and that is critical. And I agree with you completely. Such a diverse group of highly talented queens from totally different schools of drag who seem surprisingly up to the tasks of the misfortune of our time and their season. Yeah. Beautifully said. All right. And with that, I think we're ready to say goodbye. Um, I want to thank Dandelion and Buffy Cummers for joining us. You, always a pleasure to hear your voices. Thank you, you so, much, well. for ha- yeah, Thanks thank for you so much for having us. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Please follow us on Instagram at Reading Drag Race Podcast. If you send us a message there, um, we will read it aloud. If you give us a five-star review on iTunes, we will read it aloud on the podcast. It really helps us to get those reviews. I've been Condé Nasty. I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch. Bye. Bye. Look over there. <laughs>